Ring of Fire presents Welcome aboard! It's time to raise anchor as we sail across the seven seas with me, the master of mythship himself, the captivating Captain Duro, debonair and pirate extraordinaire, collecting ancient legends filled with wonder and adventure on the ship of myths. The hero of Harlong Bay. That's it, men, that's it. Careful now, don't damage the fishing net in your excitement. Jimmy, what's that you've caught in the net today? Arr! A turtle? He's bigger than a wild pig. Arr! Hmm, sorry, Jimmy, let that turtle go. Arr! No, Jimmy, we will not make turtle soup with that turtle. We will let it go, so that it can protect the Komodo dragon. Arr? How can a mere turtle protect a dragon, you ask? Well, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, in a tiny village on the eastern coast of Harlong Bay. The usually empty beach of the village, lined with tall palm trees, was crowded with people that day. There was music, dancing, cheering, laughing and food. Lots and lots of food. Fish, grilled and fried, marinated crabs, grilled prawns, poached lobsters. At the celebration were two men, Andong and Ba Huang. They were the best of friends. Suddenly, the old chief of the village, Dang Pian, raised his hand and the music and dancing stopped immediately. We have gathered here today to celebrate the safe return of Andong, a son of this village from the war on the western coast. Andung has made the entire village proud by fighting in the emperor's army against foreign invaders and driving them back successfully. He is our bravest son and we salute him. Chief Tangbian, you forgot to mention that my best friend Andung was a great general in the emperor's army. Bao Huang. How many times do I have to tell you? I was no general or a high-ranking official. I was just an ordinary soldier. My friend, for our village, you are indeed as big as a general. After all, no one from our village or fishermen has ever fought in an army. <laughs> you speak the truth, Ba Huang. Though your facts are as muddled up as your head, as usual. If your mind was even half as strong as your arms, you would definitely have overtaken Andung and become a great general yourself. Wait, is that a boat I see coming into the harbour? Is it one of ours? No, our fishing boats are much smaller than this. Look, it is using dozens of long oars on both ends. That means they use galley slaves. I have seen it during my travels with the army. But wait, what is that on the masthead? <gasps> it is a wolf's head. I have a bad feeling about this. The big boat docked into their small harbour. And as the villagers stood expectantly in a herd, a solitary figure got down from the boat. It was a wolf, standing on two legs like a man. It walked towards the chief. He was armed to the teeth and held a huge axe in his right hand. Look at his face, Andong. Such terrible scars. No, Bao Huang. These scars are the mark of a warrior. 
This wolf has seen more battles than we can imagine. Be careful and wait for my signal. The wolf warrior walked up to the chief. He started speaking with a strange foreign accent. I bring a message from Yaktal, the war wolf. From this day on, this village is a part of the wolf empire. What nonsense is this? You will pay tribute to us, and we will let you live in peace. In one piece. <laughs> How dare you? <sighs> Choose your words carefully, little chieftain. Before the situation could escalate, Andong quickly held Chief Dangbian's arm and stopped him. He then spoke to Ba Huang and the chief in a hushed tone. I have heard tales of the Wolf Empire during my days in the Emperor's army, Chief Dang. The Wolf Empire has been eyeing our kingdom for a long time now. I fear this is just the first step of a full-scale invasion of our great country. But why us? What is so special about us? It is not we who are special, Chief, but our harbor. Our bay is wide enough to let an entire armada in, and it has no rocks to obstruct the entry of big ships. So, it is perfect as an entry point for any invasion. I have heard enough. Chief Dangbian now turned to the messenger and announced, Messenger, you can give this message to Yoktao, your great war chief. The only thing we give to dogs are leftovers. We refuse your request. <sighs> this was not a request, Chief we are free people of a free village, and you are free to leave. Now go, before we forget our hospitality. With an evil smile, the messenger slowly started turning back. But suddenly, he hefted his battle axe, and spinning back on his heels, threw it towards the chief at great speed. However, our hero Andung was ready. His friend Bao Huang pushed the chief aside to safety, just as Andung caught the battle axe in midair. And then Andung flicked the battle axe back towards the shocked messenger, and in the blink of an eye, the axe lopped off the messenger's tail. My tail! You will pay for this! Yatal will hear of this! Enjoy all you can this evening, you fools! For tomorrow is going to be your last day on this earth! The messenger ran away, clutching his tail. Andong went to check on the village chief. Are you okay, chief? I wish we didn't have to cut him short, but he left us with no choice. I'm afraid this is not the last we'll hear of this matter. The boats of the Wolf Empire quickly drew anchor and turned around to leave. From the deck, the Wolf Warrior cried out a dire warning. Uh, you have invited your own doom! We shall return in great numbers and unleash the dogs of war! <laughs> the boats of the Wolf Empire left and now, a grim mood prevailed in the village, as all the villagers gathered in a group on the beach. What do we do now, Chief? Will the wolf army really attack us tomorrow? Enough! We may be fishermen, but we shall not fall on our knees in fear of these ruffians. Andung, 
Can you help? I can prepare a message for a general whom I trust, but... But what, Andung? The capital is three days away, at least. Fastest runner in the village can reach there in two days. That's great, but help will not reach us before five days, and the wolves are already at our doorstep. Wait! What about the dragon bell? Andung pointed towards an ancient bell hanging in the middle of the village, with a giant iron hammer next to it. The elders of the village had always protected this sacred relic. It was said that only when grave danger was upon the village should the bell be struck three times with the iron hammer. The dragon bell? But that's an old wives' tale. Even if it was true, there is no one in our village that could possibly live that giant iron hammer. It's the size of an ox. So much for divine intervention. Then what should we do, Andong? We are all fishermen. We have never raised a sword in our lives. You are the only one among us who has fought in a battle. But I was a mere soldier, Chief Dangbian, not a general. You have something that the generals do not have, Andong. The determination to protect your village from foreign invaders. The chief is right, Andong. You are the only one who can stop them. Okay then. I will take charge of the defense of our village. I promise to do everything in my power to protect us. So, what should we do first, Andong? We will protect ourselves, not with swords, but with the tools of fishermen. Yes. No one knows these seas better than us. That is our biggest strength. Exactly. Bao Huang, help the villagers gather all the whale and shark oil that they have in their homes and stores and get it here. The men, women and children of the village spent the rest of the day and the entire night making preparations. Small fishing boats could be seen shuttling back and forth from the sea all day. Morning came and the villagers waited in anticipation for the invaders. Andong! Chief Dangbian! They are here! Our scout on the hill has just signaled! How many ships? Ten! They are all filled with wolf warriors! Let's go then. Everyone remembers their roles, right? The villagers silently nodded. Time to drive these wolves back with their tails between their legs! The ten ships were inside the harbor now. The wolf commander saw the deserted beach and laughed. <laughs> the fishermen have run away like rats. What is this? Why have we stopped suddenly? Throw the oars harder, you dogs! My lord, the oars are unable to move even an inch. They seem to be stuck. Then raise the sails! What are you waiting for? There is no wind, my lord. We are marooned in the middle of the harbor right now, like sitting ducks. What? The wolf had no idea how right he was. The ships were sitting ducks, and the brave fishermen were on their way to ambush them swimming towards the ships with bags tied behind their backs. Andong, covering the surface of the harbour with floating fishing nets was a true inspiration. Shh! Concentrate on applying this fish oil to the hulls of all the ships. The ships were painted with fish oil. The men quickly swam back to the shore. Bao Huang, did you remember to dip the fishing nets in fish oil too? Yes, of course. I did as you had asked. Then, on my command, strike the two flints against each other and burn the nets. Within seconds, all the fishing nets had caught fire. And as the villagers watched safely from the shore, one by one, each of the ten ships burst into flames. 
Wolf warriors jumped from the burning decks into the sea. Some escaped in rowboats with their tails still on fire. The cries of the defeated invaders faded into the distance. You have got it, Andong! We have beaten the wolf invaders, Andong! All thanks to you! This is no time for celebrations, my friends. The Wolf Empire will be back with a greater force. So what? We will drive them back again! But how, my dear friend? All our nets are already torn and burnt. Then what do you suggest, Andung? We need to stop them from entering the village at any cost. We are no soldiers, and they will easily slaughter us if they cross the beach. So we will make the beach our battleground. But how, Andung? We do not know how to fight. Aha! That might work! The villagers rushed to their homes and their fishing boats and were soon back on the beach. Under Andung's supervision, they worked through the night. But for Andung, there was no respite. He saw Bao Huang come running towards him and got up immediately. How many ships this time? About 50. It won't be easy. This time, more than 2,000 wolf warriors will land on our shores. Our plan will slow them down, but many will still get through. Are you with me? Then let's teach these dogs to roll over and play dead! As the villagers took up their positions, the 50 ships of the Wolf Empire landed on the shore. The villagers watched in horror as rows upon rows of ferocious wolf warriors jumped from the ships and waded through the water and onto the beach. They were heavily armed and bared their sharp fangs. That was a simple enough landing. I wonder what went wrong with yesterday's attack. Wait, what are those two men doing? The wolf general's attention was distracted by the antics of Andung and Bao Huang. They were both mocking the general, calling out such insults to him that turned his ears red. Who's a good general? Who's a good general? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Ready to run away with your tail between your legs? Enough! How dare you mock a general of the Wolf Empire? You shall die a most painful death for this. But for that, you will have to catch us! <laughs> Andung and Bao Huang started running towards one end of the beach. The furious general and all his soldiers gave chase. The soldiers were swarming all over the beach now. Andung and Bao Huang reached the palm trees and stopped suddenly. Turning around, they stared straight into the eyes of the general, their faces serious now. <sighs> Why did they stop like this? Could this be a trap? No, no, they are just simple villagers. Wait a minute. Why is the sand of this beach so uneven? Now! Suddenly, villagers hidden on both ends of the large beach pulled on some hidden ropes. Rows upon rows of fishing spears and harpoons hidden beneath the beach sand snapped up. <sighs> it was a trap! They are no ordinary fishermen! <sighs> bum the retreat! I mean retreat the bum! I mean sound the retreat! But the invading army was too huge to be finished off by just the fishing spears. 
Running, walking, and crawling over the pierced and aching backsides of their canine comrades, many wolf invaders crossed the beach. Andung then unveiled the next part of his plan. Now! And at Andung's command, a bunch of villagers cut a set of ropes tied to something on top of the trees. And bam, a barrage of small fishing boats that the villagers had tied high among the trees last night started raining down upon the shocked invaders. Hundreds of invading wolf warriors were crushed by the boats. Andung and Bao Huang now waded into the survivors and started finishing them off one by one. The battle had been won, but the cost was terrible. It was a grim atmosphere in the village that night. No one was in the mood to celebrate. They had seen firsthand how outclassed they were by the savage wolf warriors. Andong, what will happen tomorrow? If I am right, then Yagtal himself will come. So how will we defeat them, Andong? We cannot. What? No one could sleep a wink that night. The next morning was dark and overcast, much like the spirits of the villagers. They were all standing together on the beach, waiting, watching, praying to their gods to save their families, for they knew that there was no hope left for themselves. None of them would live to see the sun set that evening. Andong, they're here! I cannot even begin to count the ships. The great war chief of the Wolf Empire commands an armada of 500 ships. These ships were much bigger in size than the previous ones, and each ship carried more than 500 wolf warriors. Despite having reconciled themselves to their fates, the 27 remaining villagers could not help suppress a shiver as they saw this awe-inspiring sea of ships. Here they come. But wait! Why are all the ships stopping? Not all of them. The biggest ship had broken away from the other ships and was now nearing the shore, closer and closer, till it finally docked on the shore. Someone is getting off the ship, alone! That's strange. Why would someone attack us alone? Because that is Yagtal himself. Yagtal was a sight to inspire fear and awe in the bravest and strongest of men. He was a wolf that stood more than nine feet tall in his boots and was as broad-shouldered as a bull. His body was covered with armor, fur, and scars. The villagers gulped down nervously as Yaktal started walking towards them, and some of them started shuffling backwards in fright. Yaktal came to a stop a few feet away from Andor. <laughs> Who amongst you dares to challenge Yaktal the Wolf? <laughs> it is me, Andong. Yaktal looked at Andong up and down skeptically. But you are just a puny fisherman. <laughs> I am sorry. Your voice, it's too squeaky. Do all of your enemies die of laughter? <laughs> Stop it! Um. <laughs> you amuse me, little one. I think I shall play with you for a while 
just as fine as the sand on this beach. <laughs> Looking forward to it. But before you do, would you be so kind as to ring that old giant bell with that rather large and heavy hammer? You see, it is our custom to ring that bell three times before we start our duel. shall indulge your quaint little custom. Be sure to write songs about how easily I lifted your rusty old hammer. Oh, we will. Yaktal had taken the bait, hook, line, and sinker. He had unwittingly set Andung's plan in motion. The sound of the bell had turned the color of the sky to crimson. And as the clouds parted, the sky itself split open, and through it, for the first time in thousands of years, the dragon mother appeared before the village. What sorcery is this? And then suddenly, hundreds of small hills started sprouting out of the clear waters, one after the other. Some of the hills came right below invading ships. The ships were pushed up from the water. And with the wolf warriors and them yelling in panic, the ships toppled over into the sea, breaking up into many pieces. The remaining ships tried to speed away, but new hills and islands sprung up right in front of them. The ships crashed into the islands and were destroyed completely. And soon, as the villagers in Yaktal stood on the shores shocked, there were no more ships left in the sea. But Andung was just staring towards the small hills, which were now rising further in the air. And then, his face filled with awe. Andung fell on his knees and bowed his head with reverence. And then he gave his reply to Yaktal. I did not do anything. They did. Yaktal saw that the other villagers too were on their knees, heads bowed towards the sea. Shocked and confused, he looked towards the sea and the ground slipped from beneath his feet as he saw that each hill was actually resting on the back of a giant turtle. All the turtles raised their necks towards the villagers as one and then slipped back into the water. The hills settled down to the level of the water and the giant turtles could no longer be seen. The previously clear harbor though was now peppered with a string of small islands. No! No! This cannot be! Thank you, Mother Dragon. Andong now picked up his sword and walked towards Yaktal. But Yaktal had no fight left in him now. Still staring at the islands in the harbor, eyes glazed over. Yaktal toppled over in the soft sand, still muttering. This cannot be! This is not possible! This cannot be! When the Emperor's army finally came, 
Yaktal the Warwolf was on his knees, speaking gibberish. Is there something you'd like to say to the Emperor? I don't think he can quite hear you. Thank you for your hospitality. If it's not too much trouble, I would like to surrender now. And so it came to pass that a tiny little hero from a tiny little village saved the entire kingdom of Vietnam. The emperor declared that the bay would be called Ha Long Bay from now on, meaning Dragon's Pearls, since they were formed by the magic of the mother dragon to protect the brave villagers. Well, truly an inspiring story, eh, Jimmy? I see that everyone else, too, was listening in. So, Jimmy, you know what to do now, right? Arr. Well done, Jimmy, yes. Gently drop the turtle by the side of the ship. What is that? A shark? Careful, Jimmy! Aha! <laughs> Arr. Did you see that, Jimmy? Huh? Did you see that? The turtle hit the nose of the shark, and it scampered away yelping. And without you in its huge maw. <laughs> well, let go of a turtle, and it will always protect you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on The Ship of Myths, a Ring of Fire production. If you like our show, please leave us a review. It really adds wind to our sails. Check us out on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram as well at ROF Stories. The Ship of Myths is crewed by executive producer Anand Roy, writer-producer Niha Sakib, script by Anurag Bakshi, sound design by Sara DaCosta, Vishal Pradhan, Nimesh Shinde, sound mixing by Hot Sauce Productions, casting and voice direction by Ramesh Panika. The amazing cast of voice actors includes Aaron E., Andrew Loire-DJ, Andrew Marco, Gerald Chu, Shane Marjuki and Shrey Bargav with Ramesh Panikar as Captain Thoreau.